Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you can call me JD. And the comic book hunter, aka just Hunter. Yeah. And this is a hero story episode. Wow, I just had it before we started recording an hour. Twenty three, I think. Twenty three? I think that was twenty four. It's it's in the twenties. It's in the mid twenties. <laughs> if you're if you're listening, you already know what number. But Anyway, that's not the point. Um, the point of this is a comic book podcast where we talk all things comics. Um, we talk comic book movies, actual comic books, uh, comic book news. You name it, we probably talk about it. Um, we start with the news, then we move on to the comics of the week. We give uh, our views, our thoughts, whatever. We rate it out of 10, and then we sometimes do a character of the week, but we haven't talked about one before recording, so I don't think we're doing one this week. So we we'll might. just the news in the comments. We might. We'll see. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe if one comes up, but... Um, yeah, so let's go right on to the news. Hunter, take it away. Okay, uh, I, have, I don't have this written down, so I'm going to freestyle wrap this. First bit of news is uh, the Elseworld CW crossover event of this coming out, I believe, this year. If I'm not mistaken, then early next year. I don't know the actual release date, but uh, Stephen Amell posted a picture being like, Hey, look, we're shooting it, and I'm in a Flash onesie, blah, blah, blah. And also, here is uh, John Wesley Ship, Jay Garrick, and, and uh, Henry Allen will now be playing himself like like flash again it's like same suit as the 90s buff flash with the with the nose thing and uh, yeah he's in his original suit and i think that is freaking amazing and cool and good job cw pat on the back and and he still looks so buff it's crazy i, I was really surprised because he's kind of older but he still looks good like he looks like he did in the 90s it's pretty incredible yeah um, the suit looks great the belt looks great my only complaint with that is the boots i don't know if you looked at them they're basically just black like military boots yeah so they, i wish they were like yellow or red or something but beggars can't be choosers i'm just happy to have them as the flash yeah same. like the boots look a little weird but i mean the suit looks literally like it did in the 90s. The only thing that they added is uh, the bolt, like the belt, the the arms and stuff, the lightning on it is a bit more metallic than... Uh, Which is not a bad thing. It looks it looks more modernized, if anything. Yeah, it looks great. It actually looks... It makes, like, Greg Dustin's suit look terrible. Yeah, I saw some people uh, doing posts where it's, like, um, a professional versus a Halloween costume. <laughs> JD, are you getting beat up right now? No, um, I'm, I'm recording in my common room. Uh, for anyone who's in college, you might know what a common room it is. And, uh, you know, my sweet mates are kind of walking through a little bit. So you might hear some doors in the background occasionally. That's awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, <laughs> 90s Flash, um, yeah, he was buff and it's cool. I, I feel like there's a lot of rumors going around right now that we might get uh, Smallville Superman. That would be uh, awesome. He uh, commented on... Uh, I was going to say Oliver Queen. Stephen Mel's post uh, of the Night's Flash just, ah, kind of thing. So there's a lot of rumors that they're going to be having Tom Welling as Superman in this as well. Because uh, they are doing Superman scenes on the Smallville, uh, like Smallville Kent farm. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's very possible. And Tom Welling usually has a beard right that now. Be a- but right now he's clean shaven. So, hmm for no shave november don't get to assumptions hunter okay well well <laughs> welcome to more theories with comic hunter I, I don't think i've ever been right before but i might be right about this so we'll see yeah i mean that would be really cool if he does i mean smallville is like always have a special place in my heart i mean that's a great show and tom welling was great as clark um even if it was like a quick cameo like and somewhere in the multiverse that would be really cool yeah and i don't know it would, it would kind of be dope to see him and tyler like meet up and like 
I don't know, be like super bros. Because <laughs> yep. this whole uh, crossover is all about different worlds coming together, different flashes, different green arrows, different supermans. We also got a little confirmed video. Uh, not many people have been talking about this. I just saw it on Reddit. I didn't see it at all on Instagram. But uh, there's set videos of Superman like in his normal like blue and red suit fighting black suit Superman. So I guess black suit Superman's not the normal Superman. It's from another Earth. So Oh, and I did might not see evil. a video of that at all. Yeah, there's a little set photo. There's like a stunt double in the black suit just punching Tom Welling. And he gets like knocked back into... You mean, a, you mean Tyler? Yeah, ty- oops, Tyler. And he gets knocked back into like a taxi cab. <laughs> But yeah, so it's basically like, I guess Black Suit Superman might be evil, but he's definitely from another Earth. He's not like the normal Superman. Okay, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's it for the CW news, I think. Yeah. Yes. That's all we got. Other little timbits of news this week, just minor things. Uh, Bruce Wayne and Alfred Pennyworth were casted for the Joker movie. I forget the actor's name, but they were casted. Uh, Bruce Wayne's just a little little babby. Not a baby. He's a a kid. Teen, young teen. He's a kid. He looks about 10. Mm -hmm. What kind of accent was that, little babby? I don't know. It was like a bit Australian, Australian accent. Bit, no, that's more British. I'm not going to do accents. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for He always does a you. different accent every episode, and I always have to call it out because, you know, it's just my job I, here. I do. I do. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, little Bruce Wayne, little kind of young, kind of old Alfred. Again, no mustache for Alfred. No, uh, every, elf, every live action never looks like Alfred. <laughs> We got it's like okay, we got a white old guy, so he's Alfred. I feel like I feel like the one from the sixties Batman show is probably like the most accurate looking Alfred. Oh yeah, for sure. Now they're just like okay, uh does he have white hair? Yeah, does he have glasses? Yeah. Fun fact, Alfred Pennysworth did not have white hair and he does not have glasses, but they keep they keep casting yeah. him like that, so oh. Yeah, the only like accurate one is like Batman the animated series. Yeah, literally. But eh, that doesn't really count. Uh besides that, is that all the news? I think I covered everything. Um MCU, uh, Pepper Potts, there was a picture that leaked, right. which looked yes. official. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow in the like Iron Man armor, the rescue suit. So is she going to Titan to go help Tony? Um, your thoughts? I like the idea from going to find Tony. I just hope she's not doing it alone. I, I feel like that's a little cheesy. Like, oh yeah, Pepper has a suit. Like, okay, we didn't see Pepper ever use the suit really, except unless you can like little bits of Iron Man 3. But, Ugh, Iron Man 3 trying to erase uh, that from my memory. Yeah, <laughs> but like I feel like that's just a little weird. Unless it's the five-year time skip, which is rumored that they do like a time skip for five years. And I, I hope like, not. The five-year time skip doesn't sound like a good idea to me. I hope not either, but if, if they do do that and they show like Pepper training for four years, how to use a suit and stuff, where Tony is, that would be interesting. I just feel like... Uh, y- you know what... You know what's funny? Sorry, not to interrupt, but no, you know what's no, funny? Like her her iron uh, like receptor, like the middle piece, looked like all like modern, like how the Mach fifty did. Yet uh, War Machine's still using like the same old suit from two thousand eight or two thousand ten. Like, damn! Like when <laughs> is he gonna get his upgrade? Well, in the concept art, he has an upgraded suit, so maybe he finally gets it. I don't know how yeah. he's gonna do get it, but unless Rocket helps, maybe. I just feel like if they do the time skip and Pepper trains to go save Tony, that leaves the question, like, why was Tony on Titan for five, five years, years when yeah. Peter Quill's ship is there, Nebula's ship is there, Nebula's ship might be a little broken, but Quill's ship is there, Peter could easily get out of there. Like, he's the genius, he could, I don't know. Plus he has his uh, suit, his suit was kind of broken in the end, but I feel like since it's, it's nanotech, you like it? I feel like he kind of <laughs> fix it. To, that was a terrible Tony Stark impression. I feel like he... No, it was a terrible Tony Sorry, Stark impression, I watched a I lot of Infinity it, so War. That was good. <laughs> I watched a lot of Infinity War when it came out, so I know like every line, I feel like. But 
yeah, I feel like he could get out of there since it's nanotech. You like it, so yeah. How he did it again? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just interested. Pepper's not my favorite character by any measure, and I'm not even really a Gwyneth Paltrow fan. But hopefully, they make her character better than like like. Literally, she hasn't had any standout moment to me in the Iron Man movies or even in the MCU. Like it's it seems like every movie she's just like Tony, don't do that. You can't do that. And then like that's that's her entire role. So um, hopefully, it's an upgrade. I mean, you can't really go down anymore, right? <laughs> I liked her in Iron Man one for. Just her character itself. Yeah, okay, I think I like it stand it out. I'll, I'll give you that. But I, I don't mind her character, but I think like the only part of really like smile when she's on scene is when uh, in the at the end of Homecoming when uh, Happy pulls out the ring. I thought that was hilarious. Her reaction, but that, that yeah, like that was, as far uh, as her right. being like rescuer, mm, I rather like they sent like Thor to go find Tony or someone or Rocket, someone that knows space more than I'm Pepper Potts, Captain I, Marvel. I, I, I'm Tony's fiance, and now. I'm off to save a woo like okay. It's a little <laughs> that's a little cheesy. Yeah. But yeah. Uh yeah. other bits of news. We got um Daredevil season three came out. So if you're watching that, hey, it's pretty good, hey. I am I'm, I'm three episodes in. Call is just beating me up so I can't binge it right now, but it, it's pretty good. Hey. Uh JD doesn't watch it yet, so I, I I haven't gotten to it yet because college is beating me up, just like you said. Um but you know, paper after paper, but I will eventually watch it. Like I, I want to be able to binge it. So maybe one of these upcoming weekends, but yeah, uh, I've heard a lot of good things. So I'm excited. Yeah. Apparently it's best season yet. I'm three episodes in. I saw that hallway fight scene, which is 11 minutes long in one take. So that's a, that's not really wow. a spoiler, but it's a, it's an 11 minute one take scene. So it, it's like, goddamn, like good job, daredevil. Good job. You let the devil. Yeah. Out. Wow. Um, other than that, another thing came out this week that is the uh, Spider-Man PS4 DLC, the Heist DLC featuring a black cat being all sneaky, sneaky. That came out. Uh, Jesus, are you okay? I heard a gunshot. <laughs> Again, it's doors. <laughs> okay, I heard a gunshot. America. Okay, no, I'm so, not, not a really gunshot. <laughs> so, uh, Spider-Man Heist came out. I played like the first 45 minutes. Like I said, college is beating me up, so I I couldn't beat it. I'll probably have it beaten by next episode, but. Maybe we'll do a little review on it, maybe not, but it, so far it's like, it's just basically just another story mode, it's it's really cool. Plus they added more stuff, they added another gang in the game that you could fight, more more things to find, blah, oh, cool. blah, 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 blah. They, it's not just the story, they added like a ton of challenges and stuff like that, and three new suits, so that's pretty cool. No, no Raimi suit though. No, but we oh, why got would they even release Cap- on, we Why got would Cap- they release it on Sam Raimi's birthday if they weren't going to include the Raimi suit? That's so stupid. Yeah, maybe they're just saving it for the last DLC. I feel like the DLCs are only going to climb. Like, okay, here's the first one. It's like okay, and then here's the next one. It's good, and here's the next one. It's like amazing. Because I mean, like, oh, let's see who here really loves Black Cat. Raise a hand. Yeah, I don't see any hands here. So I'm raising my hand right now. Except my screen is very delayed on your screen. But I I, I, I see like your Black hand. Cat. Okay, I don't really like Black Cat that much, but I mean, like, out of all the Spider-Man I mean, villains, she's, she's you... like Catwoman, like light. Yeah, basically, she's she's Marvel's Catwoman. But if you see all these Spider-Man villains, you're just like, man, I really wish they would do a whole story focused on Black Cat. No, not Scorpion, not <laughs> not the Lizard, but Black Cat. I was hoping we get like another Sinister Six story. Like, oh, Rhino broke out. Time to take him down. But, like, there's an actual story about Rhino. I think that'd be cool. But so far, the story's actually decent. Granted, Black Cat's not really in the beginning. It's more of, like, oh, there's things going missing. Time to go investigate. I do like 
I like Black Cat a lot. Her interactions with Peter are great. It's very flirtatious, and Peter tries to hide it from MJ and stuff. It, it's I like it a lot. It's just spoilers, dude. Okay, sorry. Okay, I'll stop talking about it. I just I just wish it was a lizard. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. I still haven't gotten to play it because college is college. But yeah, I plan on playing that and binging that soon. I got just so much stuff to do. Oh, man. I just can't wait to kick back and relax a little bit. Um, but I think that's it for our news of the week, right? Yeah, I think that's all. Okay. So uh, welcome to the 12-minute and let's call it 30-second mark where we will talk about the comics of the week. We had uh, not too many comics this week, just a few. Um, We'll start with Detective Comics number 991. Um, It's the same writer that we haven't liked last few issues with. Um, He's kind of written Batman odd, to say the least. Yeah, very. Um, So I wasn't... I went in this issue with really low expectations, but it wasn't that bad. Um, so the main focus, it's like part four of the Two-Face story. It starts with Batman and Two-Face on a rooftop, and like they're just kind of talking, and they go out into a balcony, and then uh, Two-Face is like, just the two of us? Good. I'll give you the information you need. Urgh, big bad harf. And um, like he's kind of getting the information that he needs, and he's like, you're the world's greatest detective. Figure it out. And then Bruce is like, I don't want to figure it out. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> But anyway, uh, eventually Jim Gordon makes his way out to that rooftop, and then Harvey gets all pissed, and he's like, no, there's not supposed to be three of us. It's two. There's two sides of a coin. Ah, two, two, two. And he kind of uh, jumps off that rooftop, and then Bruce like, like literally says to Gordon, like, be right back. Jumps down after him and kind of grapple hooks back up, and he's like, here you go. <laughs> so um, he's just kind of used to saving people off yeah, falling that part was rooftops, really, I guess. That was my favorite part of the issue. It was actually cool. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, no, no I liked it. it, it it, it, it like basically calls out like every time you know somebody's thrown off a rooftop, uh, you know a superhero goes down to save him. So, mm-hmm. um, and while he's doing, Jim Gordon so kind of like Gordon lights, is like Harvey. I know. What? Yeah, it, it was like really <laughs> smooth. But um, so uh, Jim is trying to talk to Harvey, but he's like Harvey's not here. It's only Two Face. But then we basically get to the realization that Harvey was the one who actually killed this guy that got killed like four issues ago, and not Two Face because um they went like a little backstory. He was the last case that uh Harvey couldn't you know do before like he got the acid on his face as DA. So that was like. Kind of interesting, like, Harvey had a personal connection, and Harvey had the vendetta against him, not Two-Face. You know, like, the split personality. I always like that aspect of Two-Face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like Two-Face two is like, I didn't want to let Dent... Yeah, and then he was like, um, why why use two guns or two bullets, you know? Like, why, why do everything in twos here? And uh, he's like, Harvey shot him, but then he didn't feel right that Harvey would be the bad guy, because he's the bad guy. There can't be two bad guys in them. So then he shot him and covered the the crime basically um so it's kind of like a str- internal struggle between harvey and two-face and um it, he's like you know he has a personal vendetta against cobra but like it doesn't matter harvey's not the bad guy this is the way he, he's supposed to be like the good part of two-face so it, that was kind of interesting i won't lie um but anyway it ends with like jim gordon trying to get info from uh from harvey about cobra like their setups and stuff like that and mm. I don't like then he wasn't really willing to like co- cooperate anymore. He's like, you got to call me Two Face. You can't keep calling me Harvey. So that was like okay. I mean, that's like kind of what we're used to with Two Face, I guess. And then um, what happens at the end? Doesn't doesn't like Batman then, uh, then start to go up. after? Cobra? They basically team up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Two Face is like, like literally guns a blazing, like standing outside the Batmobile, like kind of like uh, Jason Momoa in Justice League. 
not man. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, that was that was an interesting ending. So I guess the next issue we'll see Harvey and Bruce team up, which is could be interesting. I guess I'm, I'm not a big fan of this writer because I feel like his dialogue is really cheesy. But uh, this issue was the best out of all the, his like arc, like of this Two Face arc so far. Yeah, it was like I don't know if you agree. Yeah, it was honestly. I'm not a fan of this arc. I'm not, a, and that's due to the writer. I think I wasn't the biggest fan of the art this issue too. So this is actually my low pick of the week. I just felt kind of bored reading it. I mean, like not much happened when you think about it. Well, you, well, well. You didn't read Titans, so if you read Titans, that would have been your low pick of the week. But um, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, th- th- this issue was okay. I mean, uh, it's actually funny. I didn't read even realized until i finished reading carmine the guy who did the art for flash and like the majority of the issues like from one to like 40 yeah. uh he did the art for this issue which i didn't even notice so that was kind of cool i feel like he did better than he usually does on flash like i felt like it was kind of like less sloppy or like the sloppy like art style kind of worked in favor of like how he drew two-face so that was kind of cool i think that has to do with uh also for flash the thing that bothered me most when he was on flash is that he would have lightning going everywhere no matter what scene even it was. when he was standing still <laughs> barry could be standing still and there would just be lightning going everywhere in the room so that's what bothered me most yeah. about his art in flash but there's no, there's no lightning in batman here so actually there's lightning in the background a yeah. few times and there's a part where there are police car going through down a street and you see like trails as if it was lightning <laughs> from the lights i'm like god damn it <laughs> yeah. um, but besides that it's you know it was better than flash i guess yeah the 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 issue was very okay. I'll give it like a six point five out of ten. I mean, it was I don't know. It's better than the rest of the issues in this arc, but like that's not really saying much. So yeah, six point five. I give it like a four. Wow. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. I'm sorry. A, a two and a half point margin on me and Hunter. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, well, if we're gonna start with our low pick, we might as well go right to the high pick. Action Comics number one thousand four. Brian Michael Bendis does it again. Um, this was a very good issue. Uh, dare I even say a great issue? First of all, the foil cover with Superman like flying next to the birds and like kind of out of formation. Uh, beautiful. I tip my cap to them. That was beautiful. Yeah, uh, all shiny and everything. Yeah, the foil covers have been kind of fun. I mean, some of them kind of look like eh. Like, I, I thought the Flash one was very eh, but, like, there's some that are really cool. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Action 1004, um, this issue kind of kind of picked up where the last one left off. So in our last one, um, Clark was kind of getting messed up by Kryptonite because um, I can't even remember her name. But the black girl in the office had Kryptonite in her purse, and then she gets jumped by Batman and loses her Kryptonite. Um, Shoved by Batman. So Clark... I think it's supposed to be the next day because um, Clark is like – everybody's like, oh, you're feeling better already? So I'm guessing it's the next day. But it could be later that day. But I think it's the next day. Um, anyway, everybody in the office is like, oh, you're feeling all right? Like Perry's like, oh, you Smallville, you 300-pound uh, sack, sack of potatoes. <laughs> um, Perry's really funny in this issue. Anyway, he takes him into his office and the gossip columnist is in there. And um, she has a picture of Lex Luthor and Lois Lane at like the front of an apartment uh, – like, I mean, I'm not an apartment, a hotel door. Yeah. And um, that's like, oh, it looks like, you know, she's having an affair with Lex Luthor. What the hell? I mean, she's actually not. But, um, you know, a gospel columnist will take it whatever way it will sell papers. Uh, so yeah. Perry, yeah. Perry White's like, absolutely not. All you'll put is uh, former daily or prize prize winning journalist meets ex-president. 
and she's like, what? But chief. And he's like, I don't want to hear it. She's one of our own. We take care of her. I love that. Okay. Like, Good job, Perry. I appreciated that. Take Perry, one I, for the fam. I like Perry a lot in this issue. Yes, and then same. Perry kind of pulls a Commissioner Gordon at uh, in this issue. So um, Superman, he's like talking to Clark, and then all of a sudden he like turns around and he's like, "I'm talking to myself, aren't I?" And then like Clark's gone, <laughs> which was really funny. Um, Clark is going off to go to Lois, and um, he's like, "You know, why didn't you tell me you were back on Earth?" And um, she's like, "You know, I, I just we needed some time apart, not like a breakup, but like you know, we needed a little bit of space. We tried the whole family thing, you know, the regular family, like how Superman rebirth. And while it worked for a while, you know, we we just need we live very separate lives. You know, he's a superhero, she's a journalist. They they have you know very active lives, so yeah. they're not exactly your normal family. Uh, but John is still in space. Apparently, he he hit puberty like the second he hit space. So that was kind of funny. Um, I just hope he's not too grown up. But it it would be really funny if he like starts voice cracking in space. <laughs> I, I, I really want a scene of like Jor El and John just like. In a spaceship, having small talk or something, and John asking him questions about how his body's changing. <laughs> I, I want that. It, it, would, it would. It would be really funny. Like, I, I wish we could have gotten like some kind of mini series or at least a few panels every issue of like what's happening in space. You know. Yeah. I, I think that's a story that we want to know. You know. Uh, but. So Lois and Clark are having some of their best moments. I mean, uh, like it was really, really, really re- well written. Um, the only oh, yeah. problem I had was uh, Lois calls Clark baby like literally five thousand times. Like, Every baby this single baby that, page, baby this. It's like four <laughs> times the page. <laughs> it, it it gets overboard. Like some people call you know their significant other baby, but like oh my god, I, I'm guessing Bendis must call his wife baby, right? <laughs> I guess like, I feel like that's something more that like teenagers do, or or you like younger wow i sound old here younger folk <laughs> like i don't know i yes, just I yes just hunter found it, 20 years old is an old man yeah i'm so old but yeah like it just seems something weird that like uh like their their wife and husband and she's she didn't ever said baby before not that i know of at least she never called him that and now she's just like <clears throat> baby 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 and it's like stop <laughs> okay just call him clark <laughs> yeah has it. call call him that, smallville that would... Yeah, exactly. That was like the only downside of the issue. But other than that, I really like love this issue. Clark and Lois like talk. They have like one of the most beautiful talks. And like Clark is like, um, I need you. And then she's like, no, you want me. And then he's like, no, I need you. And I was like, oh, my heart. Oh, close. I love that. <laughs> oh, close. I just I love them so much. They're like literally a top three DC ship, if not number one. I mean, they're the, the best Clark and Lois. You can't do better. Um, but they were just really really beautifully written in this issue and uh he asked why lex came by and lex was basically just asking about like where her and superman like split up right like that was basically all lex wanted to know and she was like talking like kind of smack to lex because she thought clark was like right behind him but he wasn't so uh but she said that lex also thought that uh clark was behind him so that's why he was like kind of you know he left pretty quick and he didn't really respond harshly to her kind of smack talk um so that was that was really interesting and um you know now clark they like i guess slept the night with each other uh, it kind of implied and um they both say like like they finish each other's sentences like he's like uh great caesars and then she says ghost and i was like ah yeah uh, <laughs> i mean yes. they, they're basically just talking about life and how like Lois, just like I, I kind of want to be different for a bit because 
we force ourselves to be normal and I don't want to be normal. And then Clark will like say something and then they'll start making out or having sex or whatever. And then they go back down and then Clark's just like, so why are you bad at me? <laughs> like Clark just really <laughs> wants to get down to like talking about. It, 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 yeah. It's really cute though. Like I it love is. it. Like that's exactly what Clark Kent is. Yeah. And then like Clark also has to leave every once in a while to save the world. Like he, he hears yeah, he something. He went to Iron Heights Penitentiary and took out Gerner. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Dr. Alchemy. Yeah, he went in because I guess Barry was busy. Oh, he's on his force quest. That's right. So Barry's busy. So yep. Clark went over and like took care of all these villains escaping Iron Heights in Central City. Came back when like, so what were we talking about again? And then later on, he's just like, oh, hold on, I gotta go in. And he goes and he actually goes to the Daily Planet where there's like a robbery happening. Yeah, that was actually really cool when he stopped that. He stops the robbery. He asks like literally everyone in the Daily Planet, like, how are you? And then him and Jimmy look at the poster of like the Death of Superman newspaper. And then uh, <laughs> like Superman says something like, good times. Yeah, yeah. there's like a huge really poster funny. of like Superman dead. And Superman just kind of looks at it. He's like, good times. Or he says the good old days. <laughs> yeah, the good old days. And then you gotta, like, him and Jimmy kind of like laugh at that. I love that. That was like classic. And then um, – basically like him and lois agree like yeah they could be separate like but they're also going to be together like not in the sense that they have to be together all the time but they could have separate lives yet still be married and happy so clark probably takes it harder than lois does but it's, it's nice i like it it makes sense for lois's character yeah it is like she she's just she's a strong independent woman they don't need no superman so <laughs> i mean she's really focused on writing her book and that was another funny part of it um he was like can i read the book and she's like it's not done yet and then uh he was like cat grant says it's great damn it thanks <laughs> <laughs> and then the last words just like lois please don't let go and she's like i won't clerk it's like oh, oh so beautiful they... this is, and and the art may i just say the art was breathtaking in this issue i don't even know who did it, but it was so good yeah it... oh my god it was so like, literally every panel, I was like, wow, wow. Like, it, it was so well drawn. The art is uh, Ryan Souk. So, yeah. Oh, uh, I think he worked on Man of Steel in the miniseries a little bit, if yeah, I'm not he mistaken. Did. He, he had a page. But, yeah, also, uh, I'd like to point out the first page of this is, like, another one where it's looking at a laptop, and there's Easter eggs everywhere. A lot of breaking the fourth wall, too. Like, they, they have a yeah. Murrah thing. They have Tell Clark Come Back. They have Lex's phone number. Uh, they even have her phones open, and she's listening to something that says Shazam, the official movie soundtrack. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. Also, there was one that said Supergirl issue, issue number whatever, 23, and Supergirl episode tonight or something like that. Yeah, Supergirl season 3 that. That and cool. issue 23 now available. <laughs> yes, so that, that was cool. But yeah, um, I'm loving the references in the beginning. Uh, but yeah, I give this issue a 9.5 out of 10. It was nearly perfect. If it weren't for the baby, it would be a 10 out of 10. But like, they said baby a little too much. But I, I really love this issue. 9.5. Solid. Yep. I'll, I'll give it a 9.5 too. Ben, Solid. Bendis is doing better than I thought with, you know, Superman Who's running Superman and for? action. So Yeah, he's doing really good. I mean, I, I, I just hope he keeps it up. I know he's going to be so busy. He does all his, you know, Pearl uh, titles, like which is like a whole different universe. He does Superman. He does action. He's going to be doing Young Justice. Like, Bendis is a busy man, but I respect his hustle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah that's so, uh, uh, action comics. Our, our next comic of the week will be Flash number 57. Uh, Flash number 57, uh, basically the wrap-up of the Sage Force. Um, just to make like kind of a long story short, they're stuck in like a maze, a, a maze of like 
fire, I guess. Uh, Barry can't phase through it, but he'd like, oh, I'll look for every possible way out. But there really is no way out. Heat Wave is like getting all worked up, but uh, Iris has an idea because she gets another flashback of her pre-Flashpoint memories. And uh, in her pre-Flashpoint memories, she was like, like looking up, like uh, uh, researching about the Sage Force and the Strength Force, and I guess all the other forces. So she has an idea of how to control the Sage Force. Um, she gets Commander Cold to go into heatwave's mind and he dresses as captain cold and he talks about a memory that him and heatwave had to prove that he's the real captain cold and he talks about that when they first did a robbery in metropolis uh they were about to to you know get the robbery and superman comes and he puts out heatwave's gun with his freeze breath which was uh, really nice was like really kind of, yeah I don't know. sorry you know, your man. grandma there <sighs> you know you know just Sometimes I'm just trying to do a comic. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> Super, Superman stops them. Um, he thinks it's Captain Cold, and they basically exit uh, Cold's mind. Uh, sorry, Heatwave's mind. And uh, Barry wakes up before the detective burns, and Heatwave, because of his faster metabolism and on healing powers, um, but he's like, well, "How did you do that? Like, how did you know that memory?" And he's like, it's common knowledge in the 25th century, like, you, you know, Flash Museum, uh, like, on display. You know, like, re- easy research. So that was cool. Um, so he talks, he, like, gets, like, a nice moment with Commander Cold. And, and uh, he's like, you know, I kind of respect him more. And he's, I guess he's going to be looking after Central City while Barry's gone, going on his Force Quest. Uh, Barry meets with Iris at the end. And he's like, you know, I don't, I want to go on this Force Quest, but I don't want to leave you. And Iris is like, you big dummy. Like, I didn't like the dialogue there that much. She, like, says, so I'm like, you dummy, I'm going with you. And I was like, eh, okay. Um, but um, she's going with him on the Force Quest, and he kind of like runs off with her and her in uh, his arms. Uh, he talks to the like the Flash of Fifty Two Worlds again, and basically just like gets some info on how he's going to do his Force Quest. And uh, that's not where the issue's over though, because we go to the Flash of yeah. um, I think it was Earth Thirteen, yeah. Earth Thirteen maybe I forget. It was the Wild West, um, but it's like. Wow. Yeah, the Wild West, Kid Flash, which appropriately named. Um, or I don't even know if he was named Kid Flash. And, like, the pre-52, he's named Kid Flash. Anyway, um, so he's, like, trying to fight off, like, a twister. And then all of a sudden we see, like, a red voice. And I feel like I actually want to read the dialogue of that part because I thought the dialogue was really well done. Um, do I even have my issue in front of me? I do. So uh, a little story time with JD, Ooh. If, you, if, you don't, if you don't mind. Get snuggled up, everyone. <laughs> uh, so um, he says, the, the Flash, the you know, Kid Flash, the, or his name's Johnny Thunder. Uh, he says, this might be my last stand, but you bet you're behind. I'll go down shooting. Yeehaw! He doesn't actually say yeehaw, but I'd like to imagine he did. Uh, and then all of a sudden you see dialogue with like red writing and it says, what did Barry Allen want with the Flashes of the 52 worlds? What did you tell him? That's like explodes his pistols. And then the Flash, the Flash, uh, you know, the Wild West Flash goes, ah, that that he needed to go on his force quest. And then the red voice again, finally, the come as this like Wild West is getting absolutely destroyed and he gets murdered. And then all of a sudden we see, a, a, you know, a Flash figure standing above him with like almost no mouth. You can tell he's vibrating really fast, a reverse logo and a straight belt. And he says, Barry Allen run in the right direction toward me. Hunter Zolomon, the true Flash. And then it's like, next, Force Quest. So that, that was really awesome. I, I, I loved that at the end. That was my Same. favorite part of the issue. The standout part of the issue. Um, Hunter looks awesome. Like, I, I like that he actually reversed the... Yeah, not you, Jack Wagon. Um, I, I love the reverse logo for Hunter, though, because I didn't just... You know, just in a Flash suit doesn't really make sense. But yeah, um, 
I, I love it. And I, I mean, unless it was an art thing, like he had no mouth there. So I'm assuming he was like vibrating really fast, like he did in the pre 52. Yeah. So that was, that was dope. But yeah, um, that's setting up Hunter coming back soon. Maybe? I'm so glad he's coming back uh, like soon, this soon. Cause we saw him like the only thing last is, month. Like my only kind of nitpick, if you will. Um, yeah, and this is something Josh said on the podcast. You know, if he uses Hunter, he wants to use Wally. So, like, I just hope he does, doesn't make Hunter a Barry villain, you know? Uh, I can see him thing. being a Barry villain for an arc. But then when Wally returns, assuming he I mean, returns. I mean, Eobard, Eobard was a Wally villain for, you know, an arc or two in Mark Wade's run. So, I guess it's acceptable, but I don't know. Like, he, he will be I, I wonder what, a I, villain fighting Barry, but he won't be considered like a Barry villain. Like, well, he will, yeah, that, will come true. back. I, I, I just wonder if, um, like, if they have Hunter react to Wally's death. That would be interesting. If he, like, made a quick appearance in Flash Annual, too. Like, he doesn't have to see anybody, like, any hero, but he just finds out that Wally's dead. I, I just wonder what his reaction would be. Yeah. If it would, like, be like, oh. Like, I don't even know what he would react to. I feel like he wouldn't be happy, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Flash to 57, it was like an all right issue, but the ending was standout. And um, this arc was okay, the Sage Force. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was it was enjoyable. I mean, I probably won't remember it in a year from now, but like, it was I. Um, it was better than I was going to expect from the Sage Force. I'll say that much. Yeah, I'm the same and, thing. Like, I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It was, yeah, it was, it was all right. Um, I'm looking forward to the Force Quest arc. That looks really good. Yeah. The only thing is the Force Quest. Like I already know. Like I already know Barry Allen's gonna be the fastest man alive after because he already talked about how he's got to get the spiritual side like Wally, and he even makes uh, mention that he has to be the fastest man alive again, which is like, eh, I don't love. But if it's done well, I if it's done well, I could accept it. You know, like if it's a great story, like the Force Quest turns out to be one of those all time greats, I could accept it. Yeah, that's so. true. As long as it's, it's a good story. Yeah, I just don't want him to, like, run once and be like, whoa, I'm the fastest again. Like, I need it to be a build-up, like, uh, you know, a slow burn with a good payoff, you know? Mm-hmm. But do, do, you we'll think, do you think, um, I, I have a question, history of the Flash. So, oh, God, put me on the spot here. I'm so yeah, so Iris has a, has a flashback in this issue to uh, her studying the forces. Uh, did, mm-hmm. did, did that actually happen? Um, I mean, she spent a lot of time in the future uh, during the uh, Jeff Johns run. And that's when she actually comes back and she's like, like oh, like, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything that happens in the future. That's why, like, she knew that Bart was going to die um, and she oh, tried okay. to prevent it. But anyway, um, so she spent a lot of time in the future, but they never showed her, like, researching anything. But I wouldn't be surprised if she did. I mean, you know, what else would she do in that time? Raise her kids? LOL. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thank but, you, History of the Flash. Yeah. You know, I'm so you know, I'm just trying to help my fans here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I rate this issue a seven point five out of ten. Nothing special, but enjoyable. I'm excited for what's coming next, though. Yeah. Okay. You like seven point five too? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Seven point five, or I might even drop it down to a seven. To be honest, it's uh... okay. it's fair. I mean, I, you could really go either way. Nothing. A major happened in this issue you know the ending was really cool the flash council was really cool and i'm excited for the next arc but sage force was just okay yeah i give it a seven but i'll take i'll take just okay over bad so 
there's that. Yeah, the art was you know. art made it worth it. I like Scott Collins art. Yeah, that was good. Um, anyway, that was Flash. Uh, but while we're on the topic of Williamson, why not go to J uh, Justice League Odyssey number two? Justice Ew. League Odyssey number two came out uh, this week. We interviewed the writer about the first issue. Plug plug. Um, I'm sure you have already listened to it, but uh, we read the second issue to yesterday, today, 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 today is Wednesday. Uh, Today is Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, Justice, yeah, we were recording a little early this week. Uh, Justice League Odyssey number two was it was all right. Um, so, theme Dark Side is I, I like the way Dark Side was written. He's like basically like you need me. You don't realize it yet, but you need me. And he's like kind of not trying to give away too much of what's happening, but he's like trying to show Cyborg. He's like trying to reason with Cyborg, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he one of them called. Azrael of Batman wannabe, which I mean, it's kind of funny, but like it's also like yeah, Cyborg did because uh, uh, yes, we'll, we'll get that of, later on, but yeah, Cyborg does call him then. Yeah, so Darkseid is basically just trying to show Cyborg like you need me, like we need to team up, we need to, you know, you guys were old gods, which is like oh okay, we see a statue of Starfire and a bunch of like dead bodies around it, and um, when they go down there, there's like one guy alive and he's like oh my god, like he's treating her like a god, but he's speaking an alien language, uh, but uh, Jessica is able to translate with her ring, which is really cool. Um, and that's how they were able to, you know, like tell what the alien was saying. Oh, while we're on the topic of Jessica, when, um, cause they all started fighting Darkseid, uh, mm-hmm. when they were trying to, like, while well, he was trying to reason with them. And Jessica has, like, these dragon constructs that, like, she's the only one that's able to kind of contain Darkseid for a minute. So that was awesome and shows how powerful Jess is becoming. Yeah, they're, I know, they're like, I know, snake I love that. They're snake. It, it reminded me of the concept art or the scrapped issue art that, um, he, that Steven had released online. Yeah, she basically uses the six snake constructs to like hold Darkseid down for uh, about a page. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she got the most progress out of all of them. I mean, Cyborg was kind of like holding his weight for a minute, and he's like, like he basically tell, told Darkseid like, "Oh, you're weaker than normal." Yeah. So that was. He, he says like, Ugh. I mean, Darkseid's not strength because he's you know he was a baby, he was a teenager. He's like not back to real Darkseid just yet. Rebirth was not nice to Darkseid. <laughs> Let's just say mm-hmm. that. Anything post Dark Side War. But yeah, like you in Dark Side War, he's like a giant. But now he's uh he's yeah. like just a bit taller than Cyborg. They they like go at each other and yeah. Cyborg even says like in the past I could uh, in the past I never have to a shot at going mano uh, mano a mano uh, with mano. Yeah. Wow, that that Canadian ass uh yeah, mano and a mano you know, pronunciation. Mano and mano. mano. Yeah, igloos. Oh god. Colored money. You must be losing your touch. And Gar- Darkseid literally just says "gur" after, and then Darkseid kind of destroys him for a bit. <laughs> so, some of the dialogue was kind of uh, sketchy in this one, but anyway, yeah. um, Jess is translating for the alien, and uh, um, Starfire is able to get the power to read whatever the alien, like the alien language, when she like touches him as he dies. The alien dies because he was like had no food and he was injured. That's like a new so, power, um, yeah, I he think. Died. That's a new power because usually Starfire can learn languages by kissing uh, yeah. someone. But uh, now I it, thought she was gonna kiss him for a minute. I was like, "Yeah, that's gonna be gross." Yeah, but no, she he died, and then she like kind of learned it in his last like few seconds, which I I think that she cool said power. though, like it, it. She said though, like it didn't feel right, like the way she absorbed his language. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so she finds out that like she was their goddess, and um, like they were attacked by a like, it was called like a light of angels or something like that. Like basically the whole like society got messed up by mm-hmm. like they kept continuously getting messed up like famine you know like uh natural disasters and, 
and the only thing that stayed constant was their worship of Starfire. And yeah. uh, that was interesting. Uh, it's like, you know, we need more background on it, and I'm sure the next issue will give us a little more background. But, yeah, um, so our Justice League Odyssey team is uh, curious. And they basically by the end of the issue, they realized, like, damn, we got to team up. Even though Azrael and Cyborg were bumping heads, and even like Jessica and Cyborg were bumping heads, like Jessica at one point is like, "You guys are still all under arrest." <laughs> um, so that was that was kind of funny, but yeah, um, I felt like that was pretty much it. What happened in the issue, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, good character moments all around. They're they're not really a team yet. They're all kind of arguing. Cyborg's kind of one grouchy boy, but uh, I mean. The- well, yeah, Williamson talked about, you know, like, um, with a team, there's usually two people who are going to rival, like Batman and Superman, Cyclops and Wolverine, you know, uh, Wonder Woman and Zatanna on the Justice League Dark. So uh, I'm wondering if it's going to be, you know, Azrael and Cyborg. Because remember, he said in the interview, he couldn't do it with Cyborg and Starfire just because they're, you know, friends. Mm-hmm. And Jessica's so. kind of too much of a rookie hero, too. Jessica just seems like too nice. Like I feel like she couldn't be. Yeah, she's too nice. She'd never argue, even if she tried. So it makes sense. And one of the things Williamson said was like, I couldn't write her, you know, a different way, even if I wanted to. Like she wouldn't let me. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and even I like how a cyborg and Azrael because it's kind of like machine versus sword. Yeah, I I dig it. So yeah, but yeah, so that was the issue. Um, They're gonna have to team up with Darkseid. One thing I gotta point out. So at the beginning of the issue, they have like flashbacks to Darkseid being Darkseid. And one of them is a Darkseid War thing, which is the greatest story ever made. But <laughs> they Hunter messed... loves Darkseid War. If you haven't read it, go, go buy it and trade. It's a two-part trade, but go buy it and trade. It's, it's a so really great read. It's the, best, it's the best arc in the New 52. No comp. Yeah. But there, there's a little <laughs> one little mistake that really bothers me. So they have like all the Justice League like taking down Darkseid, just like in Darkseid War. And they have... um. Batman as Green Lantern Batman, which he would he was Green Lantern Batman for a few pages at near the end of Dark Side War because Hal Jordan gave him his ring, but they also have Hal in the background with his ring taking on Dark Side. So, huh? They have what Batman. a plot hole! I, Rate the issue was zero out of ten. Oh I, my god! How could they possibly me. make that mistake? It bothers me so much <laughs> that Batman's wearing Hal's ring and Hal's wearing Hal's ring. So it's like that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So yeah. That, that just bothered me. Plus, uh, it, fun fact, uh, there's concept art released for the book when, uh, like, in, like, April or something, when this book was announced, they had uh, Sedgwick, I think that's his last name, the artist, uh, posting, like, Team oh, um, I'm working at Justice League Odyssey, working on a flashback scene, and they have this scene, like, roughly sketched out, and Batman's on it. Instead of taking Batman's place is Shazam. So, I guess they got rid of Shazam to replace with Green oh. Lantern Batman. I, I don't know why. Shazam? I wonder if because of Jeff Johns. I, I wonder if because of Jeff Johns, Shazam, they had to like cut that. Uh, just, but I it's like a why. flashback, and Shazam's a part of Dark yeah. Side War, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, if you want to see it, check out Combo Country. I'll probably post it sometime soon. So yeah. Wow, what a plug! Yeah, uh, plug the plug. <laughs> but yeah, just like Odyssey, um, I give yeah, it so like a, a eight out of ten. I like the series a lot, and I'm excited to continue. I would say 8 out of 10. Yeah, there, like you said, there were some really great character moments. Um, there was some cheesy dialogue, but, you know, you know what you're getting. Uh, but, yeah, I liked it. it. It was good. Yeah. So that's Justice League Odyssey number two. Um, that leads us down to our last DC comic of the week, Titans number 28, Drowned Earth part oh, I three. Didn't re- I didn't read this. Hunter, so. 
did not read it, so I will be taking it away. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, nothing happens. Uh, it's drowning in subplots, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> the Titans are still like you know in their old you know rivalry and like for some reason just always fighting in the team. Uh, Donna's like kind of the lead this issue. Um, she's like narrating the story she's still the only person that knows about roy's death um none of the other members know i mean not that it really matters to them because none of them really knew roy other than tempest uh but no mention of wally's death so i'm assuming flash annual 2 is going to do that but uh yeah um they want to go into the battleship and go go take out the army of like you know fish people and uh they do like a quick flashback of garth uh and, you know, trying to take down some threats on the street. Uh, Miss Martian is being her usual terrible self and like, no, we can't go there. We need to stay back. And it's like, why? Um, so there's pretty much all, all, like, action from there. Garth is, like, Garth, just barbarian Garth. Like, ah. He's just yelling and bashing different fish people. And Donna's cool with that because that's basically her character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that was that. Raven is in the background, like, Oh, I don't have a soul. Oh, I don't have a soul. Because it's fucking really Mordor. No Titans is weird. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't read the issue. I just um, to say that. Beast Boy. Beast Boy thinks he's a pirate. Like he's making jokes. Like yar, yar, yar. I don't know. He was kind of. I mean, he's funny, but he's kind of annoying. And um, Steel is there. I don't know why. She doesn't really do anything. Um, but by the end, they have a close encounter with one of the evil sea gods. They barely escape, and they teleport into an unknown territory. And that's about it. Um, it's okay. No, it's not. It's bad. It's it's the worst comic this week. Um, I mean, it's better than the, it's better than the Titans have been, which is weird because this was still bad. That that just shows you how bad Titans has been. Uh, but yeah, so it, the art was nice. I'll give it that. But yeah, it, you can do without this issue. Like if you're reading Drowned Earth, you really don't need this issue. And I was really hoping it was going to be a good issue because like you know Tempest, you know tie-in. It would have been cool. But no. But yeah, that's that's Titans. I don't. Basically. I was gonna grab it too, but I completely forgot. And I guess it's good that I did forget. Yeah, I wasted my three dollars and ninety nine cents on that. Um, but yeah, so I rate it like I don't know three out of ten, three point five. It was pretty not good. The art was nice though. I'll give the art real credits. But yeah, um, no mention of Wally's death. Like still, like they're only mentioning Roy, not Wally. So something's got to be happening in Flash Annual too, right? A boy could dream. Ugh, I need something to happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's it for our DC Comics of the Week. But we also read one Marvel title this week, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man number eight. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man number eight. So it's not a big Spider-Man issue, which is weird, you know, because uh, Spider-Man, right? Um, yeah. The Avengers Mansion has a new intern. Um, he's like a Stark intern. Uh, he's the best Stark intern because he gets the coffee the hottest, according to Tony. Um, and he's like, yeah, there's not really much to do. And then the guy who's showing him around is like, oh, this is the costume or the suit room. And everything's empty, like all the mannequins. Um, so then we realize that like each hero is like got like robbed, basically, because Iron Man doesn't have any of his armors. Uh, Cap throws his shield and all of a sudden it doesn't bounce back to him and he was like oh okay uh, and even Thor put down his weapon um, and then like he's like hey which one of you guys stole it like it was gone um, so and Ghost Rider can't find his car he's like I could have sworn I parked here it's like an empty like highway <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Um, each hero has problems like uh, the one of the X-Men uh, I think it's Cyclops he's 
where did you hide it this time? Uh, Doctor Strange is like, did I leave it on the other cloak? He's like, and, really, uh, like, yeah, I Punisher, have like a motto. <laughs> I might have mispronounced and, uh, that. Yeah, and Punisher and yeah, and Punisher looks at his like armory and it's all empty, and he's like, oh, somebody's gonna pay. So everybody's all empty, and then Spider Man, like Tony, calls Spider Man. He's like, hey, get over here, we need you. And he's like, oh man, I don't want to be an Avenger, even though he's like, I could probably use the salary though. And him and MJ are like talking. MJ used to be a former Stark employee, so that was kind of interesting. She's like, oh, hey, Mister Stark. <laughs> Um, like on the FaceTime they do. Uh, but yeah, so Spider-Man's like, all right, let me get to you know where Tony needs me. And he jumps off the building and he goes to shoot his web and nothing comes out. And they're like, my web shooters, they stole my web shooters. And then he's flying down and he's about to fall and he's like, well, I could probably survive this fall, but I'd rather not like land on my back. And then all of a sudden he's grabbed by dun, 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 Black and Black Cat is like, uh, he's like, oh, Felicia, I'm so glad to like, see you. And he's like, did I butt dial you? And she's like, save it, Spider. You and I have some unfinished business. And she claws him in the face, and he gets kind of injured and tathered up. Uh, but yeah, so a little bit. And then so, the other plot is, do you want to tell that one, Hunter? Uh, the Thieves Guild thing? Yeah, the, the the thieves. I mean, it's not really much of a plot anyway. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> in a nutshell, it's basically... Uh, some guys at a nightclub. He's just like, "Hey, girl, you wanna let you wanna you wanna team up, do some illegal thing?" She's like, "Nah, that's illegal, my dude." Instead, uh, die. And so uh, <laughs> I don't know. Everyone in the nightclub was on her side. They all like grab this guy and pull him away, and we don't know what happens to him. But basically, she's like, right, "We are the thieves guild." He's like, "Thieves guild? That's an old wives' tale." And she's like, "Maybe you should listen to your old wives then." And she's like, "We're gonna steal everything and everything, y'all. Like everything and anything." And they go off and. She's just like, hey, thief, we're going to let the world know that the Thieves Guild are a real thing, and they're back, and better than ever. And they all wear, like, r- red cloaks, and yeah, that's about it. So they're the ones involved with stealing everything. They're just stealing literally everything, including, like, Thor's axe somehow, and Spider-Man's web shooters. Don't know how, don't know why, but they, they're doing it, and I actually like this plot. I This issue was straight up setting up, like, not much happened, but the plot itself, I really think it's gonna, it's kinda cool. And Black Hat's involved, so, so that's you like every you like every hero being robbed? Well, when you say it like that, that sounds like I'm a terrible person, but I, I like the idea. I mean, I mean, like, you, you, you like the idea of it. <laughs> I like the story idea of it, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying, like, you, you like the story, because I'm just saying, like, they stole everything, like Cap's shield, Thor's weapon, Punisher's weapons, like Doctor Doctor Strange's little suits. Yeah, like it seems a bit much. I mean, it's a comic book, so I guess you know it doesn't really need the best plot. I think but for, um, yeah, uh, it, like, it's interesting. If this was like a Batman story, I'd be like, one that doesn't make sense. But it, it's like a 2018 Spider-Man story. Spider-Man's kind of like a comedy sitcom series, but it can't, it's that serious. Is, but that like. Is true. When it's this kind of it cheesy, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, when it's this, when it's like stealing everything from everyone, the fact that it's in a Spider-Man book, I'm okay with it. I think it's a, I think it's a fun plot. I think it's gonna be a fun story to see, especially that the Avengers are involved, which I think is pretty neato. So yeah, I, I like it. Even though it's just setting up, this this issue was just setting up, so my rating won't be as high as the next issues probably will be. So yeah. Okay. So what do you give it? I give it like a seven. Point five. Yeah, I was gonna say seven on the dot, so we're not too far off. But yeah, um, it, it was okay. I, I'm interested in the next issue because, you know, how they're gonna do it out there? How's they gonna do it out his web shooter? How's he gonna fight Black Cat? But yeah, um, it was it was it was an alright issue. I didn't mind it. Uh, but yeah, so that's it for our 
comics of the week. Uh, um, are we doing a character of the week, Hunter? I mean, I was thinking Black Cat. Okay, Black Cat. I know she- almost nothing about her other than that she's kind of a Catwoman ripoff, and she was kind <laughs> of a, a Spider-Man love interest a well, little bit. B- Black Cat was in this issue's Spider-Man, and it, it was also in the new DLC. It's all about Black Cat, so hey, Black Cat. Character of the week is Black Cat. For okay. those, yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll start, I guess. So for those of us just joining us, character of the week, what we do is we say how we were introduced to said character, and we think of said character, and where you think the future of said character will go. So I was introduced by Black Cat, probably from I don't know the '90s Spider-Man series. Probably she was in that. I'm sure. I watched that a lot as a kid. So I'm I'm betting that or some old comic books that I used to have. I've I've always known Black Cat. And I never really liked Black Cat. She never <laughs> really interests me. What I think of the character is like, you know, she's just kind of a Catwoman ripoff to me. I know she's probably she's probably more than that. I'm sure there's people there being like, well, technically, like she's not because all these comics here. Well, I I don't know. When I see Black Cat, I'm not like, oh, God, I gotta read this. I crave Black Cat. I crave Felicia. No, I'm just like, eh, I don't really care for the character. I'm playing Spider-Man DLC, and I like it. I like the issue. I'm looking forward to this arc with the Black Cat, because maybe it'll, it'll make me like her more. But to me, I'm just like, eh, Catwoman's better and has not white hair. So, No hate to white hair. I don't know why I said that. It's just, uh, I don't know. I know. Our, our older listeners are offended. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm sorry. But yeah, where I think seeing Black Cat will be in the future, for me, uh, I feel like I will... Sorry, I dropped my phone. I feel like I will like her more, but I don't think I will be as like, oh, Black Cat's the greatest thing. Black Cat needs to be the villain for the third MCU Spider-Man movie. No, I, I think I will learn to like her more with this DLC and the story arc, but I don't think I'll, I'll like still like Black Cat. So yeah, that's me. What, what about you? Um, I was introduced in a different way. All right. All right I'm going to flash you back to 2008. It's a cold afternoon um i'm in my home i'm kind of new to the internet um i'm off the hype of spider-man 3 which i loved as a kid and i still love now but uh <laughs> um i was ready for spider-man 4 there was talks that black cat and vulture would be in it black Ooh. cat was going to be casted as Anne hathaway who would go on to play catwoman funny enough uh and i was like black cat Anne hathaway who's that and then i was like whoa that's who that is uh but i looked on like a, i think like a black cat like wikipedia page and i was like oh okay she's like a spider-man villain kind of love interest okay i can do this and i was like oh Anne hathaway i was like that's cool um but yeah so that's how i kind of got introduced to the character and then i saw her in several animated series um in comics i remember the one where she like proposes to spider-man and then like he's like whoa and then he gets clawed and then he's like ow my ankle or ow my head my heart too <laughs> like it's really funny it's like a great uh you know panel there um yeah, i know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> she's she's an okay character uh, she's not really like in that much she's kind of just like a love interest you know one of his several several love interests but uh i don't know she doesn't really stand out too much like you said she's kind of like a Catwoman light uh but um what what else am i supposed to oh where do i see her going in the future um i mean next issue she's gonna be there i think it'll be like uh how you kind of describe the dlc like how um because you know peter and mj are kind of trying to build a relationship in the amazing spider-man comic series so um i think she'll present some trouble for that and mj will either get jealous of something or black hat will get jealous i don't know i I can see it going somewhere um but yeah that's about it i guess um black hat's cool I, i got no beef with her yeah 
Uh, I do, I do like the dynamic with Peter and Black Cat. How she's like flirtatious and she flirts with him a lot, and he's like, "Oh, uh, you're pretty. Uh, I like you, but you're bad, so I can't have you." And it's like, I, I like that. I feel like it's a lot. It's relatable to people. Like, Ooh. I want you, but I can't have you, kind of thing. Ooh, I, I just, I just thought of something. What if, what if in an alternative universe? Um, Spider-Man 3 only has Sandman and Harry Osborn as the villains and Eddie Brock is only introduced at the end and you see the church scene at the end where he gets the symbiote on him. And then in Spider-Man 4 with Venom and Black Cat, uh, no Vulture, Venom and Black Cat, uh, when Spider gets the, Spider-Man gets the symbiote, um, that's like when he starts talking to Black Cat more than MJ. And mm-hmm. yeah, since she's bad and he's bad because he's got the symbiote. I don't know. I can do something with it. Sam Raimi can do something with it. Um, that would have been cool. Uh, but yeah, sorry. I just, that just popped in my head. Thank you for your Sam Raimi love. <laughs> I, 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 live I, I love for Sam it. Raimi. Sam, <laughs> love The holy trilogy. We'll Sam's never the man. Movie. But yeah, that's a... Don't remind me. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. But uh, that, that's all, folks, I think. Yeah. yeah that's it for the episode. Yeah, we're at the very Stupid. end. Thank you, thank you for tuning in. I guess we didn't get the, to the hour unless we just monologue for four minutes. Uh, uh, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So, thanks for watching A Hero Story. Uh, tune in next week where we will talk about all the news next week and the comments that come out. Uh, sorry, this episode's a little short. Just there wasn't much news and there wasn't much... Oh, I don't know. I guess we just kind of... You know, it was a shorter episode. But thank thank you for watching. Uh, next week, we probably won't have a guest, but it'll just be a regular episode again. So tune in. We'll let, let you all know when it's up on the podcast... Uh, not on the podcast. On our Instagrams, Comic Hunter. And I think your history of the... History of the... The, history of the reverse flash of the reverse flash history of the flash uh yeah because yeah. I, I love you back on. yep tune in tune in and but, thanks for, yes thanks for watching and thanks for being a hero <sighs> Got it before and you. remember every second is a gift <laughs>